0: Everybody, it is Monday night. That means it is time for 62 Who Knew. We want to thank you. Tonight is our 18th episode. As you can see, the better-looking part of the uh, table is not here. Uh, Ms. Nada had a little uh, situation with her older daughter, Kristen. We hope you're feeling better. Get better quick. Um, But we're going to do it tonight solo. So here we are again. This is our 18th episode. Thank you so much. Last week. Uh, one, it's, oh, I just got reminded, it's our 19th episode. Uh, I don't know if that was our producer or the normal voices that are in my head all the time. Uh, but it appears it's our 19th episode, and we thank you for being here. Last night, excuse me, last week, uh, we had a great, great guest. and um, And we were once again above the 20,000 mark, which we're so proud of. I want to thank you. Uh, everybody out there, uh, I'm gonna start as I always do, which is a quick synopsis of what 62 Who Knew is and why we are bringing this show to you. 62 Who Knew is about that double-edged sword or that mixed blessing of longer lifespans. There is no way to get around it that in the last two to three decades, uh, medical breakthroughs, science technologies, has come further in the last 20 to 30 years than it has in any other portion of time in our history. So many diseases that, of course, that I loved with us as a child when, you know, cave days and dinosaurs are not even around anymore, uh, but so many forms of cancer and and things such as that um, are just a hundred percent treatable at this point in time and that is a blessing. But the truth of the matter is is that if you make it to 65 in this country, live to be 65, you got a damn good chance of making it to 90 and to, to think that as you approach 62, which is the age that most people get very, very serious about retirement, they may have been planning for it for the last 15, 20 years. But when you're approaching that 62nd birthday, you're like, all right, should I take my Social Security? Should I defer it to a later date? Uh, Did I buy long-term care insurance? Why didn't I? Do I have enough life insurance? Do I have this? There's just a plethora of things, and it's that plethora, I've always loved that word, that we try to bring you on 62 Who Knew. Because the truth is, if you're 62 years old in the United States of America, The odds are very good that you're going to live half the amount of time that you've already lived, another 30 years. And it's great to have that, but if you don't have quality of life and a little help along the way, then it's not such a good thing. So that's what 62 Who Knew is about, and we're glad to have you. Thank you for uh, helping us grow from no viewers to more than 20,000 per week, about 85,000 Uh, Last month in the month of uh, November and uh, we're approaching the holiday season in the new year And we're going to be doing a lot of great things on 62 who knew but tonight uh, We have a tremendous guest. I know I say that every week, but this is absolutely 62 who knew at its best I think you're very much going to enjoy not only the individual who is the guest uh, but the company that she founded uh, and I'm going to give you a little bit of her background right now. It's, it's so vast that I'm only going to give you a little bit and then we're going to bring her right on. Uh, our guest tonight is Ms. Deborah Bain who is the founder and managing director of Prism Health Advocates. Please remember that name, Prism Health Advocates. If there's 20,000 plus people watching right now, every one of you can use the service of Prism Health Advocates. If not today, tomorrow or sometime in your future. And if it's not you, it's one of your loved ones. Please, I've gone through the website like I never have, and I wish I knew about this website. I wish I knew it was in existence um, when my mom and dad needed it X amount of years ago. But she is a retired trauma nurse with 39 years of experience in healthcare. Deborah graduated from the Western Connecticut State University with a Bachelor of Science in Nursing, and she was inducted into the National Honor Society of Nursing Sigma Theta Tau Everybody knows there is no better people In the world than a nurse um, She was also one of the founding members Of the Women Emergency Services In Litchfield County, Connecticut uh, Which was an organization Devoted to helping victims Of domestic violence uh, she, There is so much more to talk about About Deborah, But when she created PRISM um, It, it just an incredible thing And for the last two years um, PRISM Uh, health advocates uh, has helped americans around the country and uh, i'm not going to tell you i mean it's so much um, but i want to bring her on and have her tell a little bit uh herself and not only tell you a lot about her platform uh quite frankly but some of the success stories uh because they're uh, they're actually quite touching so uh without further ado where is debbie there is debbie welcome miss deborah bain how are you I'm
1: good, Michael. Thanks for having me on tonight. I really
0: appreciate it. I'm so excited. I mean, we started talking why? at least eight or ten weeks ago. We did
1: absolutely.
0: Yeah. And um, I really and truly, when I I always go to someone's website before I speak to them about you know coming on to the show, and um, you know our 62 Who New website is um, is growing and it has a lot to do. It has a lot to grow. And I looked at your website, and, and the first thing I thought, I think I told you this was. Wow, I hope 62 Who Knew grows up to be what your site is. Uh, So just uh, welcome. We're so happy to have you. Uh, Our our first uh, segment always goes so quick as I give a synopsis of the show. But I went just through a a little bit of your background. Tell us a little bit more about yourself before we really uh, delve in uh, to PRISM Health Advocates.
1: Well, first and foremost, thanks so much for having me on tonight. I really appreciate the opportunity um, that website was created when I was floating around on a kayak, kayak in Maine, um, putting a lot of heart and effort into making sure that it was warm and welcoming as well as professional. Because as a nurse for almost 40 years, part of my mission I have always felt is to make sure people understand that healthcare isn't just um, a big organization that's there when you need it, but very impersonal. I wanted it to be very personal, very warm, and very welcoming, and make it make it that people could really come into that website and know that they were going to get the help they needed. Mm-hmm. Um, I started PRISM for multiple reasons, but the biggest reason is in all my years of nursing, it has always dawned on me that when people get bad news, whether it's small bad news or really catastrophic, they're with us. We take care of them in that moment in time. And then who helps them on the journey through the rest of that illness? Sorry. And if there's anything in the world that, is, that can level the playing field for everybody, health care crisis. I don't no care doubt. if you're poor. I don't care what your ethnicity is, where you live, around the world, whatever your circumstances are. As a human being, the one thing that can bring you down is a catastrophic health care problem. And we try very hard to level that playing field for people.
0: And, and and you're right. I mean, no one is immune to this, Debbie. That's what's, that's what's no. just amazing. Uh, you know, ethnicity, income bracket. I'm repeating what you said. No one is immune to this. And I think as we get older, we all have more experience with this. I think uh, I've said this before on the show. You know, you 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 cry a lot when your grandmother and grandfather leave you, but your grandmother and grandfather were old when you were born. Yeah, that's why they were grandma and grandpa. I don't know if you really experience loss or or that empty feeling of, you know, there's something wrong with mom or dad until it happens to mom or dad. I think that's when you really experience like, what? Because you're older and now you're the person. And uh, we have had many examples in my family and uh, two in the last six months where a doctor had to deliver uh, not a very good diagnosis at all. you know thank God those two scenarios are going well, but even with all the help and in a great hospital and and life is good for our family, you know the doctor walks out and you and you look at your relatives and your loved ones and go, "Now what? Um, no one's immune to that
1: no there's whenever you have any kind of a, a problem with health care and it can be even a minor thing, it doesn't have to be catastrophic. Mm-hmm. Three things happen. Number one, it's isolating. People feel completely isolated when that happens. Mm Two, you feel completely vulnerable. You feel that you're totally at the mercy, number one, of what just happened, which could be just fate, but you're also at the mercy of the healthcare system in this country. Mm -hmm. And the third thing is there's usually fear involved. And, And no matter how powerful you are, you can even be a doctor or a nurse, a surgeon, somebody who's had years of experience in the medical field. You still have that overwhelming sense of fear because there's nothing on earth that can make you feel so vulnerable as something going wrong, whether it's with you yourself personally or a loved one you care about so dearly.
0: Yeah, and 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 those three feelings that you uh, describe—nothing stronger or more emotional uh, than those three feelings—any time throughout life. But in a hospital room. It's just different. I mean, I don't care if you're Rambo; uh, you're going to be shaken a little.
1: No, that's very true. So, when we started the company, we wanted to build a company that was based on honesty and integrity and complete transparency, because the part and part of the problem with this healthcare system is that it's not the least bit transparent. No. People really don't know how to navigate it. They don't even understand it. They don't know where to go, what to do. So when we built this company we wanted everything to be out in the open when people come to us we want them to sincerely know that we care we're going to stand by them we're going to support them and they're going to know what we're doing for them every step of the way because we want to help them be better healthcare consumers as well as you know run a business and help them we want to teach them and educate them because in in empowering in empowering people to take care of themselves it really strengthens everybody, and it helps the system as a whole as well. We do have the best health care system in the world, bar none, yeah. and but it is flawed, and it is definitely at the mercy of the politicians and the money and the insurance companies and big pharma. There's a lot of things involved, but there are definitely things you can do to stand tall, advocate for yourself, and really empower yourself and your family members to be better at taking care of
0: yourself, it makes me feel very good and a little vindicated because I am certainly no expert in your field. Uh, when you said we have the best healthcare system in the world, I, I get kind, of, and I don't want to get political. We try never, ever. In fact, we've we've succeeded 18 weeks now, 19, without getting political about anything. Uh, but it just drives me crazy when a uh, when when a group or or, or a person uh, or an organization goes into that that rhetoric of Canada's better than this, no insult to my Canadian friends, uh, Europe has got it better than this. We do have the finest health care system in the country. It doesn't mean it's not flawed, but, uh, excuse me, in the world. And, and I'm actually glad to have a medical expert uh, on the show that, that actually says those words, because it is the best. But, boy, it is goofed up. There's, to say you need that it's not transparent is, uh, is definitely the understatement of the decade.
1: No, I have literally traveled the world. Um, I'm 68 years old. I mean, I haven't been every place, but I have been, you know, through Europe and Africa, the Middle East, um, many places. And every time I've traveled, because I'm in medicine, I have sincerely endeavored to touch base with um, medical providers in all those different countries. And it has always struck me that we are very wealthy in this country when it comes to opportunity. Now, access to that opportunity is That's an entire different. different thing. And what we do at PRISM is try to give everybody access to that wonderful health care system that we do have. Flawed, yes. Politics, you're right. We shouldn't talk politics. But it is important to note that politics do play a part in, in managing health care in this country. Absolutely. You know, and that, and, you know, so again, what PRISM does is we fight for people. We fight for their right to have access to that wonderful health care and how do they best manage it? How do they put a foot, you know, one foot in front of the other, take it systematically one step at a time so that when we're helping people research their options, when they make those decisions, they're not shooting from the hip they're actually making really solid decisions because
0: they can be life and death decisions. Yeah. We want them good. No, no, I'm sorry, I cut you out there. That's what you're saying, you know, it's so close to not just reality, but to the heart for so many uh, families. Um, it's kind of funny, right now, i normally saying uh, we have a minute to go and uh, we're gonna have a few commercials and, and come back for a second segment. Um, but this has actually never happened. We're getting so much response to this topic we are going to be skipping our first segment of commercials um, and going, you know, straight through. And, and that kind of gives me the chills a little. Because uh, everybody needs this. And, and still, our audience doesn't have a hint yet of what your platform really does. So, um, you know, I, as I said to you when we set this up, I almost want this to be your show for the next 45 minutes. Um, give us a synopsis of some of what you think, and then we'll get a little more specific. The services, the most important services that you offer to those people that have that fear right now and, and you know, and that loneliness of, of being in that room going, now what?
1: Okay. All right. So I think what I'll do is I'll just give a general um, uh, synopsis of what PRISM is capable of doing. And what we have learned over the last two years, Michael, is that um, people have come to us with problems and concerns that we hadn't even thought about. And that's after years of experience. Uh, The vast majority of the people that work for me are experienced medical personnel, although I have hired some people that don't have medical backgrounds, but they have social work backgrounds or other specific things that can bring to bear on people's problems. Um, But we're finding that if we sit back and really look at a, a medical problem that we hadn't thought about, that we can really solve it. We consider ourselves not clinicians. We're more like the Sherlock Holmes of the medical world. Mm-hmm. We do not feel that there is anything in the medical profession that they can throw at us that we can't figure out for somebody. And it just takes time, dedication, and really digging into what that problem is. If somebody brings us a very complex medical problem, and I'll give you some examples as we talk Please through no. the hour. Um, they we, we put it on the table, we shine a bright light on it, and we pull it apart until we understand what that problem is, and then we start to figure out what the solutions to those problems are. I'll give you an example of one of the very complex things that came to us. We had a family... Um, in Long Island that had a mother who is 62 years old who had two strokes, massive strokes. She's only 62 years old. She was a teacher and for, um, they had multiple levels of problems, but the first problem was they were now at the end of the insurance paying for her rehab and they were trying to decide what to do. Should they put her in assisted living? Would that be the best place for her? Or should they keep her in her home and bring in assistance, which they now were going to have to pay for because the insurance wasn't going to cover it anymore? Mm-hmm. The second issue was, how, what was the cost comparison analysis of that? Putting, putting her in assisted living with all the services there versus keeping her at home, and what was all the cost of that going to be? So we did that complete analysis for them. The second thing was we had to find all those home assistants for her if that was their choice, price those out, make sure that those were legitimate places, that they were high quality, that we did all their background checks. And then specifically, we had to double check all the individual people that worked for those companies as well. The third thing we did for them, they had 13 months of bills that they had not even opened or looked at. They mailed us a packing box of unopened bills for 13 months not because they were careless not because they were terrible people but because they were so overwhelmed trying yes. to take care of their mom who is young 62 is incredibly young to have had two massive strokes they all were married they had kids of their own they have you know they had careers mm-hmm. so there was $40,000 in reimbursement checks in that box they sent us they had no idea about so we collated all those bills. We put them all in order. We put them all according to the provider and the facility. We organized them. We checked every bill for errors and omissions and problems. Then we negotiated those bills down for them. And then we set up the cost comparison analysis, and then they made a decision going forward about what was best for their mom. All the bills were taken care of. We put them on interest-free payment plans. So that's sort of an example of one of the more complex things that we were
0: able to do well and what's amazing about that is uh, many people until they're in that position don't understand the time that that takes and and when you're the caregiver let's say you're the son or the daughter um, of the patient um, invariably you are married and you have children and and they have school and they have issues and they wake up with a small fever and a runny nose and um, again we've talked about this a few times on the show uh, I've had the just the absolute honor of, of getting to know, uh, honor, privilege, or whatever you want to say, uh, some of the greatest uh, long term care insurance experts in the country. Um, you know, Mr. Mark Goldberg, um, you know, Peter Gelbwax, uh, there's, there's a few of them that, that have been here, um, Bill Comfort, and I learned so much from them. Uh, but one of the things that these three men have taught me is the statistics of the caregivers sometimes getting sicker and actually predeceasing. The person they're supposed to be taking care of, because of the pressure and the strength and the stress of doing everything you just mentioned, and usually until you're in that position, that's not even a factor. Yeah, I can take care of that. It just isn't easy.
1: No, it's all and it's overwhelming, and and it's not only overwhelming physically and emotionally. You don't really understand all the ins and outs and the and the multiple problems that can come from not having. The understanding of what you should be looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, they were in three collection agencies, oh. and so we were able. We but we were able to get them all out of collection and set them up again with payments. So, but the other piece was they they could pick up the phone and have the support they needed. They could ask questions. We didn't know the answer to those questions, which we don't sometimes. We just know where to go look for them. Mm-hmm. Until we get the right answers for them,
0: yeah, and, and finding out where to go for them takes a lot of time sometimes.
1: It take th- this took this took actually a couple of months to organize, put together, figure out, and and make sure that they had all the information they needed going forward. Um, so so part of what we do is individual patients and families, and we will do anything to help and support those those families. Well, we also work with corporates um, corporates to uh, work with their employees to better manage their employee health care. We um, yeah. help employees better manage and better utilize their health care benefits. Don't use the emergency room as a doctor's office. Mm-hmm. We, we help them uh, figure out how to stay in network um, so that they're not, you know, and, running up bills out of network. We can work at an employee program where we do wellness. And, and I mean from a medical point of view. I don't mean just putting healthy snacks in a, in a treadmill somewhere. Right. We, we do a, a, an intensive survey so we get the demographics of the company. And for instance, we'll be able to tell them 20% of your people are type 1 diabetics. Or three percent have heart you know, have heart problems, or five percent suffer from anxiety or depression or whatever it is. And then we can go in and in seminars in depth we can start to target those problems in an educational way. So we're doing sort of a wraparound management of those high utilization employees to help them stay compliant and better understand their own care and that helps that helps companies drive down their health care costs.
0: Oh, um, absolutely.
1: That's another piece of what we do. Um, uh, We also do post-acute care where we help hospitals, discharge planners, do wraparound care for people coming out of the hospital to help them on the road to recovery, make sure they really understand. I mean, how many times have you heard somebody say, such and such was discharged from the hospital, but they're back in the hospital within three weeks, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's a problem for hospitals, but it's also a problem for that patient because they're not on the right road to recovery for whatever reason. Maybe their mom was diagnosed with something when they got home so they didn't make their follow-up appointments, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So we can, you know, we can help with all of that as well. Um, we just saved a client $57,000 in medical bills. So just, you know, just negotiating those bills and finding the errors, you'd be surprised. 30% of medical bills have errors on them. I mean, gross errors, you -hmm. know, where they're charging you three and four times for the same thing. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I I absolutely believe that. Well, there's a few (laughs) other things that, you know, that were on the website, which to me, you know, it's it's such a broad spectrum of services that you offer, you know, and there's a few that I've outlined. Um, You know, a lot of people... Uh, this is this has been a topic in my family. You know, I'm nervous to ask for a second and third opinion. Um, this is a very touchy subject, for me anyway. Um, it, I don't know why it is, but it is. When I hear people go, well, yes, they said I have this, and, and this is very serious, it's life-threatening, and uh, this is what we're going to do. And I go, oh, that's incredible. So your doctor is one of the finest in the country, um, you know, at this particular level, with this particular disease. Well, you know, he's a good doctor, I like him. I, there's a part of me that wants to grab that person around the throat and go, what do you mean you like him? You know, you, you want to have the best, this is your life. So, and I've also learned, because I've always gone for second and third opinions from my mom and my dad. I haven't had any, anything serious. There's nothing, uh, there's nothing wood for me to go knock wood, so I'm, I'm knocking on a glass table. Um, I have found when I've said to a doctor, when we've had a serious uh, diagnosis from mom and dad, who are, who are both gone 13 and 16 years. Um, do you mind if I get a second opinion? Am I insulting you or being disrespectful? I've had some of the finest doctors in Florida look at me and go, absolutely not, you are not insulting me. Please do. and They've always been gallant about it. I don't mean, yeah, okay, but I mean gallant about it. Is, has that been your
2: experience?
1: Yes and no. I mean, if they're a really good doctor, that's exactly what they should say. Mm-hmm. You need to absolutely get second and third opinions, especially for very serious illnesses.
0: Absolutely. It's not
1: insulting at all, and it should, be, it should absolutely be a doctor that's not related um, uh, business-wise to the doctor that you initially went to.
0: You yeah, want okay, something yes.
1: outside that sphere of influence.
0: Right, and not that they're doing anything dishonest, but they can not psychologically be influenced by each other's opinion when they know each other and, and play golf with each other, no insult intended. We have about 30 seconds left for this first break that we've got to, got to, got to take because we've got to pay the bills. Uh, but there's so many more things to talk about. God, I hope you're going to come back and, and be a guest again. We still have a half hour to go. There's so much more to cover, um, you know, talking about Medicare, uh, I want to touch on that because so many people think, okay, I'm 65, that's it, I'll check a box. There's lots of choices out there now. And, right. and, and choosing the right one, I'm sorry, your average person doesn't know what to do. I'm not even sure your average financial planner knows what to do. And I, I, tr- I get a tremendous amount of my business um, in my mortgage career from financial planners, um, but you're taking care of stuff that is just out of a planner's realm. And that's another thing I want to talk about before we end the entire show in thirty minutes. Is how can you, how can financial planners partner with you? So I think I think we only got a few seconds left. We're going to come back in about three minutes, and uh, this is going to be great. Thank you so much for being here, Debbie.
1: Thank you, Michael.
0: At Dr. B Pediatric Dentistry, we understand the individuality of each child.
3: And they also teach us how to take care of our teeth.
0: And offer an exceptional and gentle dental care experience for all children. With our laser procedures, we are able to provide gentler treatments and faster healing time.
2: Come meet Dr. B. I'll be free. Call Dr. B's Pediatric Dentistry today. Hi, my name is Mike Banner, and in addition to being the host of the 62 Who Knew television show, I am also the president of Professional Mortgage Alliance, where our passion is helping seniors entering retirement purchase their dream retirement home without the obligation of a monthly principal and interest payment. Please call me at 727-224-3859 or visit my website at professionalmortgagealliance.com.
3: my name is lisa marie kennedy your real estate expert here in the sarasota lakewood ranch bradenton area i spent years developing myself studying the industry so i can serve you and communicate with you the best way possible in your real estate transaction my phone number is 941-807-2054 or please visit my website at lisamariekennedy.com
0: Welcome back uh, to our episode uh, with, um, w- with PRISM Health Advocates. This has just been incredible. Uh, we actually skipped our first section of commercials because we've been getting so much response. In fact, a couple of people have come online, uh, Debbie, and nobody's ever done this before. I mean, people have come online and asked questions, but they're asking um, specific costs because you're mentioning so many things, and I would assume that's case by case, but you go ahead and answer that question for them.
1: Sure. Um hi everybody. The cost uh, for a lot of our things are listed completely, transparently right on our website. If you go in, you will look, go up to the bar and you'll be able to look in and see what the cost of a lot of our, our things are. Some are cost by cost um, different for each segment depending on what it is because it depends on how long it's going to cost. But we charge by the hour um, and we do uh, buckets of things because we've learned, for instance, if we're looking for a second opinion a third opinion we're looking for the best surgeon for breast cancer or if we're looking for the best facility like johns hopkins or Sloan kettering or the cleveland clinic we have a bucket that we just charge for different things we offer a free consultation do not ever hesitate to call us because we will i say a half an hour on my website i don't know what i was smoking that day yet to have a consultation that is less than an hour and a half. So just so you know, you'll be able to talk uh, openly and honestly with us, and we'll talk through whether you actually need our services or not.
0: Fantastic. I hope that answers uh, the couple of questions that we had. When we broke off, we just started to talk about, you know, many people, well, first of all, they're under the misconception that once they have Medicare, that's it. They're taken care of. Um, no more to do. My, my, the rest of my life is fine. Obviously, nothing could be further from the truth. Um, but also, I don't think people realize how many options there are out there right now for Medicare. And that is also one of the services you perform, uh, you know, getting them different options and explaining in layman terms to the client what those options are.
1: Absolutely. Um, It's research. It's sitting down and it's going through all the different plans and what they offer and what the costs are. That takes a huge amount of time and we are very happy to do that with people and for people. Um, My advice is to, um, depending on how computer literate you are, you can always start on the uh, Medicare.gov website and they will absolutely give you everything that's available. If you find that completely overwhelming, I totally understand and you can pick up the phone and call us because we will walk you through it and we will make sure that you understand it item by item with absolute clarity what it is that you're looking for, what your needs are as a family and as an individual and what they are offering and then what the costs are. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, and uh, and then again there's just there's just so much on this Summarized list of what you do. This is just like the highlights. But uh, again, something that I was personally involved in uh, about 14 years ago before we lost my dad um, is shopping different rehabs in different places. Um, you know, my dad, we were blessed, and, and dad got to spend most of his uh, you know, last year, year and a half in his life when things were rough at home. But there was time he needed to be in a rehab. And, uh, you know, I went out shopping for rehabs and I'm a mortgage person, nobody asked me any mortgage questions, that I could have answered. And it was really hard to look at uh, my 80-year-old father at that point and go, I think I found the best one possible, dad, Uh, I wish I would have known you back then, but finding a place for mom and dad when they're going to get better, when the prognosis is good, but they need to be somewhere for their own safety for a certain amount of time. Finding that place is not easy.
1: No, we uh, we've created over two years some incredible data banks of places that we know. We do the research very thoroughly. When somebody hires us to look for a good rehab facility or a good nursing home or a good assisted living, we know where to start and we know the questions to ask. We don't just look it up on the Internet and take the Internet's five-star rating. Right. We call the um, managers, we talk to the admissions people, and then I personally call and talk to the directors of nursing because nurses to nurse really give good, solid information. But we we look at their state and federal backgrounds and make sure that there's no criminal records, there hasn't been any abuse or neglect charges brought against the facility. And once we narrow it down, we'll usually narrow it down to four choices for a family then we encourage that family to make an appointment and right. in person go to that facility. Mm-hmm. even though we can do the theoretical background and the you know the intellectual gathering of information. Every person's values are different, and what matters to people is is person to person. You need to walk into that facility. You need to see how the residents are. How are they being treated? How are you greeted at the door? How clean is that facility? How does it smell? What are the activities? You know, What is the decor? Look at the rooms. Because you personally will have a very fast sense of whether you would feel oh. comfortable being in that place. Do you know what I mean? That is so true. Yeah. It has to be a personal choice.
0: Yeah. um, And and no disrespect towards these um, facilities because, let's face it, they have an incredibly hard job, all of them. Um, You know, they're taking care of people at their worst times, but again, times that I walked into a place and just the first impression was, oh my, I'm sorry, I don't want my dad here. I mean, you know, Einstein could have been there Um, you know, creating incredible theories, you know, on math and medicine. I just, I I don't like this place because I knew my dad would feel the same way when they walked in. And and again, that's not any disrespect to any facilities. You know, you're not walking into a Vegas casino. You're walking into an aged living facility. So it's hard to keep that incredible atmosphere. But you're right. It's a very, it's a very individual um, type of opinion on whether they're going to like it or not. You brought up something also before that drove us crazy, um, is going over the bills. What's covered by insurance, what's not? And to say that, um, that sometimes hospitals uh, duplicate things, again, ridiculous understatement.
1: Now, it's, we have found, uh, I'll give you a good example. We had two women, and this was really interesting. They actually called, they were good friends. What, they both had procedures um, for breast cancer they had those procedures in the same hospital, different doctors. One bill was nineteen thousand dollars, and one bill was seven thousand dollars. The same. She obviously
0: ha- had smaller breasts. I, no, no, I'm not even a doctor, and I figured that one. I'm, I'm only. No, that.
1: not at all. <laughs> they had so nineteen thousand versus seven thousand dollars. Same procedure, same cancer, same diagnosis, same treatment, same diagnostic equipment used, same tests, everything. So they happened to get together one day for coffee, and they were (laughs) comparing notes, and they couldn't believe the difference. And so they called me, and they sent us the bills, and we went over the bills. And the $7,000 bill was the correct bill, the $19,000. Bill had multiple, multiple duplications of costs on that bill.
0: Mm-hmm. If
1: they hadn't talked and been friends and compared notes. They very well may not have known the difference and paid that nineteen thousand dollar bill. And I'm here to. Of course. If you pay a bill, if you pay a bill, they're not going to give you your money back, even if there's errors and emissions on it. Oh, definitely they not or you'll be in litigation for five years. And I would like to bring up a very quick point, Mike, on top of that. If you know you're going, and and we're not talking emergencies because emergencies are a very different ball of wax.
0: Of course, yes.
1: You're having a procedure. You're having a surgery. You're, of course, choosing a hospital that you like, that you know takes your insurance. Your doctor, you know, takes your insurance. Mm -hmm. What you may not know is that the lab, the biopsy, the anesthesiologist may not take your insurance because hospitals no longer have a blanket umbrella of care. They, they are farming everything out to individual contractors now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You could very well pay your bill and then start to get other bills coming in because they are contractors that work for the hospital. But you have to be very careful because sometimes the hospital will bill you for the whole ball of wax and then you'll pay that And then you're going to get a bill for something you already paid within that ball of wax. That's been known to happen as well. So when you're having a procedure, you need to make sure you ask those questions before. Is everybody that's going to take care of me for this procedure or this surgery covered under my insurance? Because you could get a very big bill if not.
0: Yeah, a a life-changing bill. Um, One of the things that I speak about in my, uh, you know, when I speak about reverse mortgages throughout the country, and this is a close topic, is the number one reason for the last two decades that someone above 62 years old enters bankruptcy, the number one reason is health care costs. That's an amazing, and you know, again, we're the best in the world, um, but to, to think that that's a real fact. Uh, the number one reason uh, seniors in this great country go bankrupt uh, is due to health care and it's just an amazing amazing fact but it's also a very very frustrating fact another thing that you have here that i just learned um, a few months ago by accident is that you can shop for your tests and procedures Uh, i have a i I love my doctor um i just do Uh, we only have one minute left for this, well, then we'll come to our last segment, and she sent me for a test, and she said, yeah, go here, they're great people. I went, okay, and it was just a pure coincidence that I was doing a mortgage for someone in the medical field, and I said, I'm going to this place for this test, and they went, oh, Michael, go here. I go, well, I've heard of that, but what's the difference? Half the price, and I went, what? I mean, I have great insurance, but I went, what? He went, just half the price, and I went, oh, my, I, I never knew you had an option. You know, the doctor hands you something, you go.
1: No, absolutely. You can absolutely shop. It can be the difference between $3,000 and
0: $300. For me, it was the difference between about 3000 and about $1,200. Right.
1: No, absolutely. You have to shop it around.
0: All righty. we got about 10 seconds left. we are still got so much great stuff to cover in our last segment. We know we're going to have to have you back in 2019. Um, <laughs> maybe we're going to put the website up one more time, and we're going to go for our last break and, and then come back for our last segment. Thank you.
2: Thank <laughs> you.
0: At Dr. B Pediatric Dentistry, we understand the individuality of each child.
3: And they also teach us how to take care of our teeth.
0: And offer an exceptional and gentle dental care experience for all children. With our laser procedures, we are able to provide gentler treatments and faster healing time.
2: Come meet Dr. B. I'll be Cali Free! Call Dr. B's Pediatric Dentistry today. Hi, my name is Mike Banner and in addition to being the host of the 62 Who Knew television show, I am also the president of Professional Mortgage Alliance, where our passion is helping seniors entering retirement purchase their dream retirement home without the obligation of a monthly principal and interest payment. Please call me at 727-224-3859 or visit my website at professionalmortgagealliance.com.
3: My name is Lisa Marie Kennedy, your real estate expert here in the Sarasota, Lakewood Ranch, Bradenton area. I spent years developing myself, studying the industry so I can serve you and communicate with you the best way possible in your real estate transaction. My phone number is 941-807-2054 or please visit my website at lisamariekennedy.com.
0: Okay. We are back for our final segment. Um, before, uh, before, well, when we go to the uh, split screen, um, we were just looking at some of the comments, um, on Facebook and YouTube. This has just been a, a very popular episode. I was going to do this tomorrow, which I will by email. I usually don't do this, uh, online. Oh, is that for me, Debbie? <laughs> it's okay. That's okay. It happens. Don't worry. Um, uh, we we got a message from a Miss Carol Sherido, uh, who was one of our greatest guests just a few weeks ago, and and I, I will say has a platform different yet the same as yours, uh, different in their scope. I've got to put you two together. There's uh, there's just no telling what you two. Can do together. It's just amazing. So, uh, Carol, I know you're watching, and and thank you so much for being part of our one of our best shows a few weeks ago. But I'm going to give an email introduction to you and Debbie early tomorrow morning, so you guys can talk. Thank you, Carol, for being there. Um, so again, uh, we have about eh, 12 minutes left. Um, there's just so much more to talk about, but we're gonna we're gonna leave it up to you. Um, you, uh, what what's your goal? What what do you want from if you had a a message to the the 20,000 people plus watching, what would that be? we got plenty of time, so take your time.
1: If I was going to give sort of a, a broad view, it would be to know that you can stand up for yourself, that you have rights, you have patient rights. I mean, you have basic human rights, but you have patient rights. And just because you're in a medical institution or working with doctors doesn't mean that they're always correct, that they always are right. You have a right to go with your gut instinct if sometimes you feel that it is just not the right thing for you. But we always say to people, if, they're, if they feel that they're in a corner and they're facing something very serious, know that you can hit the pause button. Nothing has to be decided immediately. it really so serious. true.
0: You
1: can, choose, you can take a step back you can take a breath and you can take time, even 24 hours, to try to find out the information you need so that you can make really good decisions for yourself. We always advise our clients when they're in a a bad situation to never be aggressive, even if you're upset and angry, understandably so, try not to be aggressive, try not to be emotional, and listen, I am the queen of crying at the drop of a hat and getting very emotional. But it is really important to learn to be assertive. You do have rights. You have human rights and you have very much patient rights. Mm -hmm. Very important that you know that you can exercise those. Do not sign pieces of paper in a hospital or a doctor setting that you are not a hundred percent sure you know what it says because you can get into some serious situations that way and I can tell some stories about that. Make sure that when a doctor gives you information, whether it's in a do- you know whether it's in his office setting or in a hospital setting, you understand what they're saying. And yeah. if you don't stop them, and say, excuse me, I really did not understand that. You need to put that in simpler terms because I need to have a good grasp of this or I'm not going to be able to know what to do going forward. So just know that you can be a good healthcare consumer and you can stand up for yourself. And if you need help, call us because we are good at doing that. We really like to champion people and make sure the system works on your behalf.
0: Well, that's an incredible message, and we still have some, a lot of time left. Um, so I, you know, I'm going to ask a deep question that we would need, I don't know, three, four days for you to answer, but we're going we're to do it in the next six to eight minutes. Um, a lot of the emotion about health care, uh, whether uh, you know, it's, it's expensive, we all know that, um, you know, half the world was in love with Obamacare, half the world wasn't, um, we're not going to get political, but the emotional button of health care is the millions and millions of people that don't have coverage. Um, I, I can tell you as a, as a patriot, and I consider myself a patriot, uh, this great country, and it is the greatest country in the history of history, um, should have a basic health care system for everyone, whether you can afford it or not. You know, human rights, basic needs. Um, but do people today that are not covered, and there's not millions, there's actually tens of millions of them, this is reality. Do they have a shot in today's world of, of getting good, not good, better than good, better than average health care if they don't have uh, insurance and they're not rich? I mean, they're okay. They're working like all of us and not wealthy and they don't have insurance. Do these people have a shot in today's system?
1: No. You need to have health insurance. You need, and it is... And, I, and I'm trying not to be political here. It is it is everybody's right to have access to good health care, especially in a country like the United States of America. Mm-hmm. So um, if if you have the ability to get health care, it is really important. Even if you get major medical health care, catastrophic health care, mm-hmm. all it's going to take is one incident one major incident of health you know of a health crisis in your life and if you don't have that insurance you're going to be wiped out financially because the cost of health care is so is so astronomical in this country today
0: yeah i think catastrophic insurance is going to make a comeback because we're We're in the same age bracket, Debbie, Um, and I have found a lot of younger experts, um, not in the insurance world, but experts in medical and financial. You bring up a catastrophic policy, and I'm not an insurance person, um, but again, I've been blessed to to hang out with the better ones, Um, and they go, what's that? Um, A catastrophic policy sometimes is so much less expensive than a standard policy, but will cover that huge procedure, you know, that, that can make your life miserable
1: no it 's true i I'm, let me be clear though i 'm really for insurance from the bottom up. I really feel that everybody should have access to good health care in this country from birth to death. Um, the only reason I brought up catastrophic insurance is that if you cannot afford a regular policy it 's better than nothing. However, it will not cover it will not cover your everyday health care costs, which over time. Will still
0: bankrupt you.
1: Up, will can add up to a very big bill in the long run. So, and, and people, I you know, I really feel for people with um, pre-existing conditions. My own sister had breast cancer and she was um, laid off from her job, not fired, but laid off because the company was decreasing. Mm-hmm. She, had had, she had had breast cancer. And she was unable to get health care insurance before the Affordable Care Act came in. And she had two small children at home. And nobody would give her health care insurance. And she was, she was a survivor of breast cancer. So those years that she was unable to get that health insurance were frightening for her. Because if Absolutely. something happened to her, she was going to leave two small children. So, um... I, I wish I wish we could fix this system, but it would be in my estimation important for everybody to have access to good quality health care. These high deductible plans are terrible for people. Some I had a client the other day fifteen thousand dollar deductible. Fifteen thousand dollars.
0: Who's
1: got fifteen thousand dollars in their bank balance if they're raising four children and they've got somebody in college and they have yeah. a mortgage and you know they're taking care of their elderly parents? So, I mean, we're not going to solve this problem today, but I think insurance is important to have because it won't Absolutely. take my to wipe up financially.
0: Now, there is still, and again, I'm not an expert on it, but I have known people who have used it, and, and there have been success stories you know, for the lower, lower-income people uh, that because of the, I'm going to just say it, the dishonest system that we have now, and the exorbitant cost of healthcare. You know, we still, this great country still does support or offer Medicaid, um, you know, to single moms and people living below the poverty level. And, and I have to say, I know people that have taken advantage of that system and, and done well and got proper coverage. There's just so many factors, I mean, um, you know, again, and I we're not gonna cover all of them today, but I think one of the factors also is the millions and millions of uh, young people and I know I was this way in my 20s, that just don't want health insurance. But I think a lot of people, and it's their option, it's America. Look, I'm 27 years old, I'm 31, my dad lived to be 90, I'm not gonna have a heart attack. But then they do, or something goes wrong, and they are part of the mathematical formula that brings bills up because they don't have insurance, and they're getting that $100,000 bill for the kidney transplant, and they're paying $25 a month on that $100,000 bill. Um, so it, it, it's a very perplexing problem. Um, I, I have, you know, in no way, shape, or form do I have a suggestion uh, for a solution. Uh, but in this great country, um, basic medical needs you know, should be offered to everybody in this country. Um, that, that should be a right.
1: I agree. I, I, we're not going to solve the problem tonight, certainly you and I. But from my heart, I believe that everybody has the right to have access to good quality health care in this community. Yep. And part of what we do at PRISM is try to help them access that in a, in a legitimate, honest way, and in a way that provides them with the um, the knowledge that they need and the understanding that they need to make really good decisions for themselves and their loved ones. And we work.
0: I know you do Well there's only about 30 seconds left I, I just can't thank you enough for uh, Oh I still got a minute uh, Even in the minute left uh, I, I can't thank you enough for being here uh, On the commercial uh, Debbie committed to coming back In 2019 uh, Probably more than one time um, I'd say I'd come up to Connecticut we shoot up there But it's 8 degrees up there And I'm not going Because it's 76 degrees outside John's studio right here uh, so okay. we're, not, we're not coming to Connecticut anywhere in the near future. But you should come down to Florida and visit us. But um, in the new 62 Who Knew website that the audience hears me talk about every week, that will be launched in uh, early January, uh, there is no doubt there will be a link uh, to Prism Health Advocates, as there will be a link to so many other of our guests' platforms in the last 18 weeks. Uh, this is what 62, knew, uh, 62 Who Knew is all about. Um, you're performing... You know, an incredible service. I mean, just, just an incredible service for people. And as you said in the very beginning, uh, no one's immune to this. There is no ethnicity. There is no income bracket. Everybody needs this. And if you've been blessed not to need it, that's good, but you will. I'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade. So, Debbie, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Um, and... Uh, We're going to see you soon. Have great holidays. And to our audience, see you next week with another great guest. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Michael.
0: All right. So... uh